Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Do you prefer us to stop at Otsuko? Yeah, yeah, that's great. You prefer that. (laughs) I mean, that's different. That's a different connotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You prefer it. Yeah, let's do that. I don't want you. Yeah. You you keep saying let's do that, but I can't get a a beat on whether that's your preferred identity. She's not quite ready to one name it, but oh, she's going to put it out there. You're on yeah. the verge of one naming it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The problem with one the, naming it. Are we rolling? I thought of it. Here's the problem with one. Na- and by the way, if you're just tuning in now, that was our casual entrance, which we never do. We usually do something like, "Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast." My name's Moshe Kasher, and I'm Natasha Legero. And joining us today is our guest, Atsuko. Yeah, just, and and we were just she has a last name, but we're not it's we're not legally legally allowed. Legally, yeah. Well, I was gonna say you two are Moshe and Natasha to That's me. Right. So like, but you say your last names every time. I guess so. You know what's a bad thing when a comedian does when they go, okay, I've been Moshe Kasher. You guys have been great. Good night. You, that you don't want to do either. Why do they say that? It's it's a. I think it's a mnemonic trick to have the audience go. To, at the end of your set, mm-hmm. to have the audience go, oh, that was Moshe. K- I like that. I liked him. I want to know more. I now remember his name. I will I've carry been, it with me. I've never said that. I've also never said clap it up. You didn't say clap it up? No. You ever said clap it up? I say all kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> I say skedaddle. Oh, yeah, you do. It Because it's just like filler. It's just, I think it's just like, I've done my set. I was thinking about my set. So I'm going to regurgitate something stupid that I heard before. What do you usually say at the end of... What do you, how do you guys end a set? What's I've your, been Otsko Kotsko. No, no, no. <laughs> and you say the last name, but we can't say it. <laughs> you know, that was when I had less confidence. No, that's a smart move. In the beginning, you're introduced as Otsko. 
mm-hmm. or all kinds of things. The oh. thing is, the thing is, for me, people might not necessarily get my name right, so I like to at least let them know. Yeah, I'm I'm in the no one ever gets my name right boat, but I bet not as firmly as you. But but I've I've had my my name very very mangled because I have an e at the end of my name that doesn't make it should be an a. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But actually, I know this isn't interesting to anybody, including my wife. <laughs> it actually shouldn't be an A, but the E pronunciation is so subtle that it's cl- better to pronounce it as an A than it is to try to approach the Hebrew soft E. Does anyone care about this? No, honey, absolutely nobody. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I am a lifelong learner. Yeah, so you do <laughs> care. <laughs> so that is, I'm going to keep that. Well, so you brain. want us to call you Moshe? No. Well, that's pretty good, Natasha. <laughs> Thank that was you. pretty good. The the Moshe is it's actually an uh it's a subtle, it's a soft, it's a pillowy uh. Yeah. But people see the E, they think they should go E, Moshi. Right. Or they think that they should do <laughs> Mosh? M- uh, Moshi. I've heard a, I hear a lot of Moshi in my mm, life. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's neither of them are right, or they go to Moshe, which I don't know how I became like a, uh, <laughs> f- you know, Paris is burning, you know, drag queen. I don't understand how that happened, but no, it's Moshe. It's like a San Jose, right? San Jose, yeah. Or Sa- San Ho- no, it, yeah. Anyway, you reminded me. I forgot to say Happy Hanukkah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's over. It's over. That that just reminded you of Hanukkah. <laughs> I truly me don't too. have that many Jewish friends. Like it, they're new to me in my what? life. You're a stand-up comedian. I know because <laughs> well, more and more, yes, now. But and like, because I was so LA. I've been here since I was ten. Oh, so you never had a chance to meet Jews here in Los Angeles. <laughs> Not where I was. <laughs> You've been here since you were 10? I was, yeah, one of those freaks, yeah. And I just wasn't, it's your tiny community that you hang out with, you know, in L.A. It's so big. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't, I wasn't part right. of a Jewish community. No, you were a part of a very tiny, very anti-Semitic group of people in Los Angeles, right? Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't ask. I just said, will you be my friend? And I was just, you just hang out with who is willing just to nice, be your friend. a nice, bald, white man. Mm-hmm. They all shaved their heads a lot. And you grew up... In Venice. Yeah, yeah, near Venice. Yeah, I went to Venice High School. I was in the West Side. I have to say, like, I'm from Illinois, and since living in L.A., LA, I feel very pro-California. Right. Yeah. It's just, I just feel so, like, it would be hard for me to leave. So I could see why you, you know, never left. Do folks, when, do you get defensive when folks make fun of L.A.? No, I don't really care. Well, I'm from from the Bay Area, too. But I do want to get a California flag. I want to get a California tattoo on my face, like like a SoundCloud rapper, but really repping the state. You know what I mean? Where would the bear go? I guess that's a good... Maybe as my mustache, like a long bear. Yeah. And, when then, you, and then the the red border would be like a clown framing of my mouth. Does that sound good? No. Natasha, you could finally have your dream come true of <laughs> making love to the California flag. I love it. Do y'all have to, do y'all ask each other permission for things like that? Like if you, I mean, a face tat, I guess you should from your partner. For sure. That's, I think a face tat, you should definitely clear. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a funny. I guess it depends on your lifestyle though. Oh, you mean if you're like a face tat, if you guys are SoundCloud rappers and you smoke dabs 50 times a day. Yeah, you probably don't tell your, you don't need permission. If you're an island boy. If you're an island boy, you don't need permission from your partner, from one of the island girls. Yeah. To allow you to get Mm -hmm. one. What about you and your husband? Do you guys uh, have aesthetic permissions that you have to run by each other? We ask each other what we think, but uh, yeah, I liked when I got my hand poke tattoos. I was like, hey, you're going to, you look at me a lot. Mm -hmm. This is going to be on my chest. What do you think? What is it? Is that a bad question? No, yeah, it's just a it's just a hand. Uh-huh. Yeah, just very basic. It looks cool. 
Thank you. I would yeah. say that, Natasha, you wouldn't allow me to do anything. Uh, I don't think you would allow me to do a tattoo, period, right? Allow you? If you really wanted to get a tattoo. I'm just saying if I came to you and was like, I'm thinking about getting a tattoo, like, what would you say? Any, No matter what the tattoo was. I would try to discourage you. Would you make fun of me and call me, like, say that's dumb? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it would be more like that. <laughs> no, not if I didn't think it was dumb, but... Right, what if it was your name? Yeah. I don't like that. Mm. What, what if it was in, like, Old English, your name? That's across a lot my of stomach. pressure. Right. What if it was M plus N? Equals equals infinity sign. Yeah. That would, you, that would be kind of cute, I guess. Seems like a lot of pressure, too. Wait, that would be cute. That would be an awful tattoo. What if no, you, I mean, like, flattering. What if I mm. uh, reveal to you that I have a stick and poke tattoo that is Atsuko plus Ryan equals infinity <laughs> equals MK plus N equals infinity? It was an equation, but you were involved in it. Yeah, yeah. How, I w- how would you feel about that? I'm fine. You can use my image or, you know, I give it up a long time ago when I said I'm on Instagram. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Oh, I'd great. be like, wow, like, just, <laughs> I'd wonder why. <laughs> Because uh, of math, because the math works. Uh, Atsuko, tell us about your trip to Las Vegas. You were sending me pictures uh, of your story, uh, your stories yeah. this uh, this weekend, and it was a very actually, it was you had an intense weekend, no? I had an intense weekend because I forget Vegas isn't that senior citizen friendly, but I had remembered it to be. Cause I feel like it is. Did you go there with seniors? I went with my 86-year-old grandma and uh. my mom with schizophrenia. <laughs> and I thought wow. it was going to be brilliant. Uh, mm. it'll, you know, we'll forget about our troubles. But uh, it only highlighted them. Y- yeah. I- and it was hard to get, like, uh, wheelchairs or what do they need? Wheelchairs, yeah. Wheelchairs or even just, like, the amount of noise from my mom, too. Mm-hmm. And everything's super, super far. Even our hotel alone, just to get from parking to our room. Was where'd, where'd you stay? Caesar's Palace. I went big. Oh, Caesar's Palace is nice, by the way. You know they have a spa at Caesar's Palace that snows on you? I know. I wanted to go to it. <gasps> Did Sno- you go? Hold on. What do you mean snows it's on It's like you? you go into the they, uh, uh, see, cold plunge. Is that? Well, go ahead. Well, the thing about Vegas is everyone tries to outdo each other. So the spas right. have all tried to like invent these crazy things that you can do. So right. that one, apparently, some award-winning... I, they've got some kind of yeah ice thing. It's like you go into a hot tub and maybe snow falls on you, or maybe it's a cold plunge and snow falls on you. There's something really cool that has to do with snow that occurs at the Little Caesar, not Little Caesar. That's the yeah, Little Caesar's. That Palace. Little Caesar's Palace is much much worse, but cheap. I love that you took an 86 year old to Vegas and you're like the noise. Like I was like, <laughs> like you just thought it was going to be like you know taking her to the Pasadena Gardens or something like the Huntington Gardens. I don't think Natasha. <laughs> I just go, I think I have a vague memory and I run right. with it, you know. I do remember old people being in Vegas. I do too, like crying. I feel like that's the place you get to see weeping senior citizens who usually... Mm-hmm. Right, se- no kids. Yeah, usually seniors, you see them being kind of more dignified or at least attempting it. But in Vegas, you see like an 85-year-old that's lost their mortgage on the... on the the, the <laughs> You know what I mean? They're not going to be able to move back to their, to their house and they don't know what they're going to do. Right, but at least the place was ADA accessible. Yeah. <laughs> was it, in fact, ADA? accessible yeah they always have an option for no stairs you know and so can you complain or what were you is that what you were doing on instagram oh about about how it's it's they're they're not 
accessible? Oh, no, no, I'm no. sorry. I missed the Instagram post. I haven't been on my phone. Oh, no. I was just documenting what was happening. Oh, okay. Because I, I have a friend in the Magic Mike live show at Vegas. Sure. You're in the entertainment industry. I'm in the entertainment industry. Of course, I'm going to know someone in the... The non-Jewish sector of the entertainment industry. Right. He is Asian and not Jewish. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, so we got like VIP tickets. And so I thought it would be really cool. It's actually a very wholesome show. You know, so I was just documenting that. It's Wait, and horny? you took you took your mom and the aunt to see the magic grandma. Night. grandma. Yeah, my mom did not go. My mom oh, okay. didn't leave her hotel room, but my grandma did go. She got danced on, and uh, yeah, she she had a good time. She even got asked to go on stage. I think the dancers were like, "Otsko's gonna be there." Let's bring that grandma up. Yeah, because I begged for it online, actually. Mm. You still, I think they might have known I was there. I was publicly posting about it, begging them to bring my grandma up. Did you? How was the Magic Mike show? Were they hot? Were you like... The show's great. I've been three times. If you've never gone, I don't know if you're into You've been that. to the Magic Mike show in Vegas three times? And it's always a little different, Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> What's the show? Is it a it's not is it a strip show or an homage to the movie? Is it, it like Chippendales or more like we're watching the movie again? So there is stripping, but it's also there's like a story arc. It's almost like seeing a play. It's a feminist, you know, it's a it's a female host and it's it's about like, you know, girls you can make men into objects, you know, kind of thing. Mm. It's very That's um, kinda cute, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like amongst a bunch of like conservative people that just bought tickets because they were on discount or whatever. The message is very it's it's there. It's subtle with like men taking their shirts off, but No, that's cool because there hasn't been like something like that in Vegas, you know, with with us with a yeah, you know, a message like that. I'm. I just keep thinking of the 86 year old grandma, like barely being able to make it up on the stage. Like, do they like pull you up? Like when I pull people up on stage, sometimes I'm like, oh, I should be careful with people. For sure, and they're so careful. Their big thing is, and they even talk about it in the show. I like work for them now, but their their big thing is like we ask for consent. Okay, mm. we we ask for permission. We even have a. They even had a safe word. It's unicorn. So wait, when you're. In their show, yeah. you can say unicorn and they'll back off of you. Yes. That's These, awesome. That's they should, smart. Some of these Los Angeles comedians right. should do more of that. A hundred percent. Give a unicorn to the, some of these clowns in the Los Angeles comedy community that are like <laughs> vomiting up like malt liquor and going like, this is experimental comedy. It should be, you should be able to say unicorn and they go to the next person. Yeah. Get a hint. Clowns. Wow, I love that idea, Mosh. Let's go to Caesar's Palace. We'll check out the spa. I would like to go to, go to Magic Mike. I like my idea of Little Caesar's Hit Palace. Hit up Atsuko's friend. It's a, the buffet <laughs> is all unlimited breadsticks. It's all all-you-can-eat pepperoni pizzas for $4.99. Little Caesar's Palace. Yeah, and the you know the mascot is the caveman. Yeah, and yeah, and the spa there they have flakes, snowflakes of marinara sauce that come down. They've outdone I themselves. love it, honey. I love it, too. Well, why don't we take a call? Yeah, Atsuko, oh, you know the format of our show. You've kind of done it before. But mm -hmm. what did you do? You just stuck around for secrets during our live show last time, right? Oh, Was yeah, it? yeah. People were telling secrets. So we'll do a couple of those. But first, we do we do live uh, relationship advice calls. And uh, we yeah, let's call one of them. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh? Would you call yourself a holiday nut? Mm, I definitely am one of those people who put like 
and the back of my trunk, there's like a, like an elf hanging out of it. Yes, I love that. I put um, reindeer, like a Rudolph nose on the front of my car. Oh, that is so cute. Re- you know, I swap the eyelashes on my headlights. Beautiful. For uh, antlers every year. Oh, that is very cute. Now, we all know that the holidays are the most wonderful time of the year. But there's a group of people for whom the holidays are the most intense time of the year. And that's people that run online stores because they have to ship all their stuff out. And they have to do it in an efficient way and that's why we would like to recommend to you our friends at ShipStation. Now listen, if you sell anything online, we don't need to tell you that shipping can be very frustrating. There's so many carriers, tons of factors that go into figuring out what the best rate is for each order. And with more people shopping online every year, the stress doesn't help. So they make it easy to run your online store. You can get back to doing what you're passionate about. Growing your business. I hate when I have to spend time figuring out crap like this. No, they take care of the crap for you. Not only is shipping easily, they actually save you money as well, which will help you grow your business. No wonder 98% of companies that use ShipStation for a year keep using it for as long as they're in business. That's right. So listen, if you would like to try ShipStation, making your shipping for your online store easy, streamlined, and taken care of, go to ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top and enter the promo code HONEYMOON and you'll get a 60-day free trial. Just enough time to handle your holiday rush. ShipStation.com. Enter the promo code HONEYMOON after clicking on the microphone at the top. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. It's been a long two years and a lot of us have fallen into dietary ruts. Would you agree? Yes. I've eaten nothing but peeps and Doritos for the last nine months. As soon as I got my second vaccine shot, I decided that's what my diet was going to be. Peeps and Doritos? Well, no, not literally, but I do feel like I could use a little help eating more healthy, and that's where Green Chef comes in. Green Chef makes cooking easy so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked, healthy meals. Green Chef's pre-made and pre-measured sauces. I love this because everything just comes already. I don't have to get out. I can never find the measuring cup. I hate going to the grocery store. I hate leaving my house, to be honest. No, it's the best. You don't have to think about what you're going to make, how to make something healthy, or what how ingredients you have at the house because they all come to you. Now, we've tried a few of these different meal services, and Green Chef is by far the best. Not only is it the most delicious, but it also has options for every lifestyle, including keto and paleo, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, and gluten-free. They don't say anything about Doritos or Peeps in there, so they don't have one for my diet, but I'm thinking about changing. So, whether you're looking for carb-conscious, gluten-free, plant-based, or calorie-conscious options, or you just want to have delicious, balanced dishes, Green Chef has flavorful, good-for-you recipes that are sure to satisfy. Enjoy your greens while being green, too. Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of their plastic packaging in every box and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. We cannot recommend Green Chef enough. Go to greenchef.com slash honeymoon10 and use the code honeymoon10 to get 10 free meals. Meals, including free shipping. Ten free meals. That's a great deal. The number one meal kit for eating well. Once again, that's greenchef.com slash honeymoon10. Use the promo code honeymoon10. You will get ten free meals, including free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Okay, let's call Alex in New York. Why does Atsuko have a thumbs up emoji on her 
That was cool. <laughs> I did, that's how savvy you are at all forms of digital media. Alex. Hi, Alex. Hey. Uh, hi. Yes. Hey, it's Moshe Kasher, Natasha Legero. Both have last names and our special guest, the hilarious Atsuko. No last name. Don't ask. Hi, Alex. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys. This is super exciting. Oh We're my excited God. to have you. How's it going? It's going all right. It's going all right. Yeah. Talk to us. How What's can up? we? Well, how can we help? What's going on? Are you in New York? How is New York? Should we be in New York? Um, you should be in New York because it's a great place to be. Also, I would love to see you guys do a show around here sometime soon. Ooh, I like that idea. Let's, Natasha. We're waiting for the cherry blossoms to bloom, so probably we'll be there in May. Yeah, we're waiting okay, for the, that's around my birthday. We're waiting for you the cherry blossom uh, variant to pass through New York, <laughs> and then we'll be on the way. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Well, I'll wait for that. Um, so yeah, my my situation is I'll start with kind of the basic boring part, which is I am 26. I am single for the first time since I was 18 years old. I started dating a girl when I was a freshman in college and we broke up not too many months ago. Uh, the kind of weird wrinkle is that before that, when I was in high school, my parents uh, hired two large men to kidnap me in the middle of the night and send me to a therapeutic boarding school that was actually a cult. Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> wow. I love I love everything that I support your parents and I like the decision they made. I think it was the right choice. I, no, I love everything about what you're saying. What is the connection? I want to ask you every detail possible. What's the connection between the breakup and the the? Why is that a wrinkle in your relationship breakup story? You feel like you're you're this is a shock or you're getting abandoned or no i mean it, i think the thing the breakup was good i think part of why i stuck around in that relationship for so long was that when i was 18 she kind of was cool with this weirdness i got um, it. you're afraid of like telling someone the next person this Got yes, it. So you exactly. it contextualizes who you are emotionally. And this was like a safe haven for you. Why did you get what behavior were you going to this therapeutic uh, cult for? Um, failing out of school, smoking a lot of weed, sneaking out of the house. Um, but underneath that was I was really deeply and dangerously depressed. I got it. And did you yeah. have you reconciled with your parents since this or do you not speak to them? No, I have. And, um, you know, I think because of how kind of dangerously depressed I was at the time, I understand why they made the choice. And mm -hmm. I think they were kind of bamboozled into it a little bit. They had no idea that this was like a weirdo cult and that mm -hmm. the guy running the school was writing himself checks to buy fancy cars and shit like that. No, that makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, I, I it's it, the fact that you can have empathy for your parents for doing that and understanding that. First of all, that makes you seem it makes the story not seem as crazy either you know it's like it's it, it it's not and then you're like and now I don't talk to my parents because they're psycho and you know what I mean it's like now you're all uh, you know that happened too like I had a brother who was always in trouble and my mom was so desperate she would like call anybody and like have anyone come I think she called the police on him you know like you know, it's it, people are frazzled and they don't understand. And it's like a lot of people have bad backgrounds, Moshe. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those yeah. people. You know, I, so you, right now you're living with it right at like the forefront. But it's like it, it it's 
very calm, not very calm, I mean, but it's not, you can't be still living it with it at the forefront of your consciousness, right? It was years and years ago, right? It was, it was years and years ago. So the thing that kind of keeps it kind of at the forefront, or at least makes me afraid to like meet new people about it is that it is kind of so fundamental. Like it was high school. So I'm one question about high school away from having to explain the whole thing. And then also I'm a grad student and I'm studying to be a mental health school counselor. So like what I'm doing is very much related to this. Got it. Uh, Atsuka, do you have any questions for this, uh, this fragile little plum that we have here on the, um, Oh my gosh. I feel like it it adds an edge to you. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like it'd be a thing that people would accept this like with an open heart for sure. I'm with Atsuko. I I totally agree that it like gives you, you know, it's like you were kind of a rebel or whatever and you're not like that now. The one thing I will say is my advice is like you don't have to tell people this like especially on the first date, you know, and it's like, you don't have to lie, but like, it's not something that I think you need to unload on someone so that you can feel safe. Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. I mean, I have opinions on this. I think the difference between you and me, Alex, I too was a, uh, a derelict young, uh, I call it white boy angry because that's what it sounds like you were dealing with is white boy anger. I was a, 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 a yes, juvenile. I he was also de- oh, good. He was also depressed. Yeah. I, too, was a derelict like you, a depressed derelict. The difference is I wasn't in a relationship from age 18 until 26. I was in many, many relationships uh, over and over again. I was in I dated and I happen to know that most people, not, not just women, just most people think that a in, that an intriguing, troubled backstory like this is not shocking it's actually incredibly interesting and people like it and it's leading you to your work and your career yeah if you do it the right way if you if you come at it this is my opinion let's go i'm curious about yours if you come at it with some like i just have to let you know like when i was a kid <laughs> my mom locked me in a utah cult and <laughs> and and things were then they go oh this dude's fucked up like he's got all this fucked up shame about his path if you come at it like you're like the fawns you know, and you're like, yeah, the thing about me was things were pretty rough, but I turned it around and now I'm in grad school trying to help the youth. Then I think 99% of the women you tell the story to are going to be like, this is awesome. You know, I, <laughs> I, I like this. Usually I like somebody I can fix, but this dude fixed himself so we can just chill. Dang, that's deep. <laughs> Thanks. What do you think? Let's go. No, it's true. It's true. And yeah, like Natasha was saying too, like maybe not like necessarily first date, you know, but yeah, I think it. you'll find that maybe you're, you might be more insecure about it than, you know, someone else, you know, right. it, they truly won't care because they'll be like, oh, this Alex guy is awesome first. Yeah, I guess the hard part is like, how do I think if someone asks, like, where did you go to high school? That becomes complicated. And that's a very first date question. First of all, I don't know what kind of dates are going on at 26 or people are like, where'd you go to high school? But uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. People might here might ask you about your high school thing. But I'm, not really in Manhattan because everyone in Manhattan went to a different high school. You know, most people are in, are like coming from other places. But you're saying 
you Natasha and Atsuko are telling you don't bring it up on the first date invariably it's such a large part of your self-identity and your narrative that it always is feels like it's always going to come up how do you how, how if you if you're evasive I'll tell you this if you're evasive that's way worse than dropping it on the first date but right? the truth is he needs to date more people he, and he's never he needs to get online he's going to probably start going on three coffee dates a week. It's like he's going to tell everybody this story. It's like I think it's like as you start going on dates and meeting people, if, if it goes, if you really meet someone you like and you want to know this information, you tell them. I think if you're evasive, if they're like, where'd you go to high school? And you're like, I, uh, I uh, cult. And then you run out of the restaurant. Yeah, you're going to seem like a person that's fucked up <laughs> and has some secrets. But I think that you will be surprised, Alex, how uh, what I, here's what I know about myself. My narrative about my trouble as a kid looms so large in my in my story that I feel like it's uh, that I'm the only person that lived through this kind of stuff. But the truth is, every person has their version of it might not be as extreme, but every person has their version of what trauma they lived through. Like every person you encounter has their own Utah cult guy. It's just in a different form. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly part of why your book meant a lot to me was that it, it did kind of normalize that a little bit well i'm I, i'm glad but the, i'm really glad because the truth is i feel like we when we, i read moshe's book um i decided to start being nice to him and then he uh he asked me out on a date Ooh. oh so in a, in a way the my trauma and it's because i saw Another comedian, a girl, female comedian who was like, have you read Moshe's book? It made me kind of have a crush on him. And I was like, oh, OK, I'll read it. And then I kind of had one, too. Well, let me ask mm. Atsuko and Natasha. I did not have a crush on you. Oh, that, no, that's not. <laughs> well, not even once you read the equation. Mathematically, you have to. Um, no. Do you think what's more attractive in a partner? In, in a potential partner, mm -hmm. somebody who's like kind of had a milk toast like vanilla life and is OK at the end of it or somebody who's been through some rocky roads and healed themselves and then appears to be uh, like recovered in that way. Yeah, I choose Alex. I choose Alex, too. Sorry, Mosh. No, that's OK. OK, Alex, this worked out better than you could have possibly imagined. Atsuko and Natasha yeah. are actually this interested in you. And I'm out of the picture. I'm going I'm going to go move. I don't know where I, I'm going to go to the mountains. No offense, Mosh, but you're kind of really accessible right now. <laughs> you're, like, you're just too accessible. And like we're almost in the same room. Right. You just seem Alex is like New York. Very, very. Intriguing. I don't know what happened to the eight years after the cult. Like so mysterious. There is. Oh, this is good. Hey, what, by the way, before we let you go, what were some of the um, weirder things that happened at this cult? Camp? That you'd be comfortable sharing. No, that you'd be uncomfortable sharing. What's the worst and most yeah, traumatic no. thing that happened there? Um, I'm joking. I'm joking. I won't go most dramatic. I'll go weird. Um, the weirdest thing is that they would kind of insist that you cuddle with each other, but no mixed gender cuddle because that would be sexual. It had to be same sex cuddling and they called it smushing. And if you didn't smush with other people, they would say you were being resistant. And that was bad. Yo, what? These rehabs are all run by some like unqualified old perv that just is like <laughs> improving therapeutic stuff totally i knew this this there was this one rehab where a bunch of girls i knew went 
because a lot of them ended up in 12-step groups. And mm-hmm. part of their thing was that they had to do a detailed sexual history in front of him and their parents. Oh so every single sexual encounter they'd ever yeah, we had. Yeah, did that. You did, really? <gasps> yeah, we did that. Oh, brother. That is brutal. How long were you there? Um, Not quite two years. Okay. Wow, that's actually really long. And that's that sucks. And I think... Uh, we got to let you go. Because you should write. I mean, you should write your if if you if you're have a proclivity like to writing like it's I'm sure you have like such an interesting life. And, uh, you know, you, you you were so, you know, you, you you experienced it firsthand. I mean, who it's so ex- I mean, I've never even heard a story like that. I, uh, un- I, I unfortunately have heard a lot of stories like there. Where people re- just for two years of high school have to go into like a, such a semi-sexual, mm-hmm. perverted. It's a there's a whole industry. It's so the troubled teen industry. Yeah. yeah, outward bound. That was something my mom always wanted to send my brother to, um, but that's like an outdoor program. Then there was like military academies, but we couldn't afford them. Alex, if I wanted to get closer to Natasha using. Smushing is that what it's called? Smushing. Smushing. What are the techniques? Smushing. Is it just regular cuddling, or is there anything like specific? Oh, you have to have a pillow between you, so you're not actually touching each other. Oh, I like oh, that okay. idea. So I guess the idea is that you want you want your whole all of your you know acolytes to like become really close. Is that what do you think's behind that? I don't know, Alex. What was behind it? What was the therapeutic ideal there? I guess getting closer, but so. The male staff did smush with the girls. Oh, no, no, no. To be fair, they have to. They, that right. makes a lot of sense. Okay. Because, so, and also Smash was taken. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is proto. This is before, maybe even before Smashing. Yeah, I guess. And they're, yeah. they're in the developmental phase of their lives, so they're not ready to smash, but they're definitely ready to smush. I mean, how, how did the male staff bring up that they were down to smush with the females? How did they not make it sound like what it was, which is they're just like trying to smush? I I honestly don't know. I remember finding it very strange at the time and thinking I can't bring this up because then I have to stay here longer. Um, but I think they would just kind of like approach one of the girls with a pillow and it was time to smush. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. Hey, you tired, baby? Because I'm trying to smush right now. <laughs> um, you got anything? I mean, I'm just like, I just... That really sucks. It really sucks. It's also all these kids are somewhat vulnerable, right? Because they're like either coming off drugs or, you know, they don't get along with their parents. They have no support system. So they're like incredibly vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of why it doesn't or didn't seem so weird at the time. And even when I met my ex, it still didn't feel so weird, which is, I think, part of why it was easier to like approach it with her. Mm. Because it was still so fresh and I was just kind of of the mind like that was tough, but it was good for me. But you're moving on. You're growing up. You got rid of this kind of deadweight relationship. No offense. I know she played a great purpose in your life, but you were really ready to leave and move on. And, yeah. you know, this is like a new frontier. So, you you know, just because you told her early on doesn't mean you have to tell the next person. But you, you can tell them whenever. But like, just wait. I, I think. just don't even think wait. I think be casual. I think be chill because it's not it's not a scarlet, no, you're right. You're right. You're it's right. not a scarlet letter. It's actually kind of a badge of honor. I think it's kind of cool. You know, yeah. what I mean? I'm just saying I'm trying to prevent him from like being at six coffee beans this month, like explaining <laughs> this story to some girl who never calls him back. And then he's like, oh, my God, was it because of my story? 
You know, that's that's what I'm right. trying to. Avoid. Oh, you're trying to say, and I mm-hmm. and I agree that there's so many other reasons that women might not call you back, Alex, than the, than your narrative. I say put it on your profile, dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> that's you gotta put it out. Just put it on the profile. Should I just put it like that's my bio? Well, yeah, you know how people do the bio where it's like you know, uh, free thinker. Uh, uh, radical cult leftist. survivor. Cult, yeah, cult survivor. Yes, exactly. You cult probably survivor. get a lot of a lot yeah. of hits on professional that. smusher. Can I ask you one last question too, before <laughs> yeah. you go? W- w- yeah. So w- she was like probably your she, was she your first this relationship? She was like your first sexual encounters too, um, or, or among your first like your sexual development. Yeah. Did did you use um did you use a pillow the first time? How could I not? Yeah, you had to mm-hmm. smoke. You had to, yeah, the, that yeah. first section kind of had to be a pillow between the two of you, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was ingrained in me. And you had the cult leader's <laughs> face printed on the pillowcase, correct? Are they arrested yeah. now, at least? Or is there any way to prevent them um, from getting more business? Can we say their name or something? <laughs> yeah, it's Little Caesars. I mean, I, I'm cool with saying their name. Okay. Uh, it was run by a guy named Patrick McKenna, and... Um, so they, they shut down the sh- the school kind of like randomly out of nowhere, and they did have to pay the parents of the students that were like left stranded. Um, oh, whoa! What was the name of the yeah. school? The Monarch School. Mm. Uh, they've scrubbed their website and everything. They do still have like a Wikipedia page that's really really short. Great um, name though. It yeah, is. It does. It does scream of I know what I'm doing, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's like we're turning your ugly caterpillars into beautiful butterflies mm-hmm. wow. and it sounds kind of like upscale uh, oh yeah you know what the truth is in the in the early 2000s late 90s there was a whole string of these like weird bit like cult run by an amateur guy who got sober in aa and then just like <laughs> spun mm-hmm. off into like i think i know enough that i can help young women <laughs> it's like some 65 year old biker who's just like i think i can start a therapeutic community um, I'm glad you made it out, Alex, and I don't think there's anything for you to be ashamed of or even embarrassed of or even trepidatious about. I do think that most w- people you encounter in the dating world will be interested, m- not repelled. All right. Well, good you luck in your new frontier. Cool. Thank you, guys. Good so luck. Much. We can't wait to read the book. Bye, Alex. Bye, Alex. Caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And Moshe, thank you for your book. That really was like so normalizing and wonderful for me that means a lot to me i'm really glad and by the way that's one of the power that our stories have is that we can take our stories that were so shameful and turn them into something that helps somebody else feel less ashamed about their story so if there's anything that a that a trauma can be positive for it's that so there we go all right bye you did that for me thank you all right i appreciate that hey tosh yeah mosh would you say you like getting uncomfortably high Mm, no. What about so high you feel like your body is dying on a cellular level? Mm, only like once a week. Would you say you're the kind of person that likes to get so high that the police have to get involved? Absolutely not. Okay, well if that's you, we would like to recommend to you Dadgrass Smokable Hemp. You don't need to hide your holiday toke from your loved ones because Dadgrass is something all the adults can enjoy. It's smokable hemp that gets you mellow, not high. Dadgrass chills you out whenever you need it, and it's also the ultimate stocking stuffer for anyone looking to chill out. Actually, New York Magazine called it, quote, the CBD product that convinced me that CBD was actually a thing. Interesting. All of their 100% organic pre-rolled joints and tinctures are very low in THC, but high in CBD. So you can enjoy the effects of that CBD that Natasha mentioned while keeping yourself a clear head. 
All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. And if you're traveling, you can not worry at all. You can take it with you wherever you go. It's TSA approved. In fact, we have heard that the TSA likes it when you say, hey, TSA, you want some Dadgrass? Also, it's a really cute package. It's cute. It's a good idea. It's, in fact, something that I think I should probably start using, but I don't know if I'd be sober after I did. I'm just not sure. I'll let you know how this goes. But I can tell you this. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to dadgrass.com slash honeymoon. That's dadgrass.com slash honeymoon. For 20% off your first order. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Have you ever noticed that our podcast co-hosts are all dogs? I have. Would you say you love our dogs? Of course. Everybody loves their dogs, so why are they feeding them burnt kibble? Why not feed your dogs food that actually tastes good and is super healthy for them? Meet Sundays, the first and only human-grade air-dried dog food, combining the nutrition and taste of all natural human-grade foods with the ease of zero-prep, ready-to-eat formula. Sundays is the best way to feed your best friend. I hate having to go into the refrigerator for dog food. Sundays is easier for dog parents to manage than refrigerated human grade dog food. Oh yeah, food most brands. would leave like the spoon coming out Ugh, of the can the in the worst. dog food. I like, hated it. I hated in it in the fridge. And now we've got Sundays, and it's gently air dried and it's ready to eat versus those brands that are cooked and then frozen. So gross. This is so much better than that. It's as simple as scoop, serve, and watch your pup devour it in actually a- yeah no in in a, there was a blind taste test and sundays outperformed leading competitors 40 to 0 40 to 0 guys that's a really really good track record and we actually have a special deal for our listeners right now you can receive 35% off your first order you go to sundaysfordogs.com/honeymoon or you can just use the promo code honeymoon at checkout that's s u n d a y s f o r d o g s.com forward slash honeymoon switch to sundays and feel good about what you're feeding your dog hey tosh yeah mosh you know i've noticed that you've got a different vibe about you you seem healthy and kind of glowing oh why thank you well i think i know why it is why because you've been getting enough vitamin d and your recommended daily intake of key omega-3s i've been taking ritual ritual what is ritual Ritual is essential. I, well, I take Ritual's Essentials, and they're for women 18 and over. It's a multivitamin, and it was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 and over. Okay, you are 18 plus. I have noticed that your gaps in your diet have been filled, and I have noticed that you have gotten all kinds of good brain health, bone health, blood health, and antioxidant support that Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin provides. But Ritual didn't stop there. They actually invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. And the results were astounding. They increased that vitamin D level by 43% and the omega-3 DHA levels went up by 41% in just 12 weeks. Now, those are essential nutrients that a lot of women are not getting. And Ritual provides it. Right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off your first three months. It comes to you. This is so easy. Visit ritual.com slash honeymoon and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash honeymoon. Okay, I got a confession to make. What? Alex was lying. Uh, that, that was a paid actor that I had. I need to sell a couple more books because I still, the publisher was complaining. So I just had Alex you call You got him. a guy who looked more like cool. 
than you though because wait 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 no because remember like the conclusion was natasha and i were like i mean that's a cool thing <laughs> yeah. to recover from you know right i mean honestly but he did talk about your book a lot <laughs> yeah he did. he did he he plugged my book that's what i like i like a vulnerable man who will plug my book well, I feel bad for... I, that's so sad when that happens. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, it, what sucks about it is two years. It was clearly 16 to 18 years old. Those aren't just two years. I mean, mm -hmm. two years, period. If you went to a, a rehab now for two years, it would suck. But right. 16 to 18, that's like so vital for your development. And that's why that dude is stuck in that story because it's like it's his identity. Like right. I'm still in some so many ways the person I was when I was 16. You know, like... I'm, that it becomes mm -hmm. your kind of badge that you walk through the world with. That's I, that's so brutal. I hate yeah. it. Yeah, but I he seems so good. He's a good fella. Should we listen to some? Okay, let's listen to some secrets. Let's do it. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. My secret is that when my husband moved in with me, he had a pet rat, and Ugh. I don't like rodents. I don't Ugh. want them in my home. Ugh. And he had this pet rat. And <laughs> when we were dating, you know, I pretended to care. I really did. I pretended <laughs> to like the rat. His name was Chester. And when he moved in um, to my house, he brought his rat with him. And uh, I set it free. I let it loose. I opened the door and let the rat run free because. I really can't have a rat living in my house. That's disgusting. And he came home from work one day, and um, I told him, I don't know where, what happened with the rat. I, I guess it just it just ran away. But I didn't tell him that I intentionally uh, let it disappear. But that's my secret is my, my husband thinks his rat ran away and <laughs> set it free. But I don't feel guilty because... That's disgusting. Who would have a pet rat? Anyway, thank you. Bye-bye. Wow. Well, first of all, that is disgusting. I would just be so afraid he's like, okay, I'm going to have to get one to replace Chester. No one's <laughs> reacting to the fact that this is like the one of the most evil secrets we've had. This is not evil. This is somebody's pet. I would 100% do this. So I don't mind rodents. I'm different though. Like don't listen to you me. You like rodents? I think they're very cute. I mean like the eyes are, they're hamster eyes. They're the same as hamster eyes. And if you look close <laughs> so enough. So if you see a I'm mouse like, or a rat oh, yeah. in your house, you don't care? I mean, of course, like my husband's the one that like if I had a pet rat, he would definitely be like, "We're killing it. We're you know, no 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 secrets. I'm not gonna let it go. I'll, we're, I'm gonna kill it." You know, he's like that. But um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about rodents, though. They're easily replaceable. <laughs> you guys, this is horrible. First Why? Of all, well, he shouldn't have a pet rat. First of all, we're about to get an email from Rita. No, Pira oh. or Peter. 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 Peter's gonna email us. People for the ethical <laughs> treatment of rodents. Oh, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a long I was time. Like, is Peter like a person that calls in with animal rights stuff <laughs> once in a while? Well, you can't just... First of all, there's a difference between uh, vermin rodents and pet rodents. They're different. They're, they might be the same species, but one is actually somebody's like companion. You can't just let it go. You can't just set it free. Why? Because it's like... She's letting this guy come live in her house. 
But it's his pet. You can't just and not to you know gaslight or anything. But she did pretend to like it while they were dating. So of course he thought you know oh, that's a little weird. Yeah, and you, then you and gotta then be right, upfront if you're about right, to get married. I hate that rat. And right when they got married, she's like, now finally I'll open this door and let. First of all, Chester. Uh, I it, it by the way it never ceases to amaze me that people call in with very specific uh, identifiable accents and details and then to say this like <laughs> unforgivable sin that they you committed. really think it was that bad? It's someone's pet. What if I did that to Cutie? Well, I've thought about doing it to Pablo every day. And if you did, <laughs> and if you had like a very, and you do have a very identifiable voice, and I heard a podcast, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, and all of a sudden I heard your voice on there like, yeah, I pretended to like my husband's dog, Pablo, but I did <laughs> set it free. And I would be like, this is unforgivable. Dogs are different though. Like people care about a dog. A neighborhood will rally around looking for Pablo for freaking your dogs. A rat is like, this man is like, of course no one's on my side <laughs> he can't put it on next door and be like my rat chester exactly yeah that's a great point no one's taking him seriously it's not like come help me find my rat you you know just wait I that's kind of why i feel feel for him i <laughs> promise you that I, we will get emails from people talking about the cavalier <laughs> attitude the two of you had towards this dead no rodent. my issue is more that i hate rodents so much that I would have definitely said something. I could never like do kissy face with a rat. <laughs> By the way, uh, the, the really sad part is is that pet rats, like the kind that you buy at a, at a, at a they don't, they're not equipped to handle the animal kingdom. They can't just be set free. It's like that's like taking a, a, a dog and putting it on like the savanna in Africa around a bunch of like dingoes. I know mm -hmm. they don't have dingoes in Africa, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? And just be like, here you go, dog, like find food. That that rat died within three days. OK, no what if you decided yeah. your pet was a raccoon or a squirrel? <laughs> sure. Yeah. What about that, Moshe? Those it's, are cute. It's a, it's a little different because they're Why? All, there's no such thing as a pet squirrel. Yes, or a pet, there is. No, there's not. Pet rats are a thing. They sell them at pet stores. They it, do? They do, yeah. And supposedly they're very smart and you can train them. So Moshe's right. I mean, it would die because it's, you know, trained to like stand for food. And you yeah, know? whereas they would go up to like a, you know, a rotting carcass that the other rats are feasting on and be like, this right. isn't pellets. Right. Why isn't this a green pellet? And that Chester is dead. Yeah. And this woman with her specific ass accent, she better hope that that guy's <laughs> not an Endless Honeymoon podcast fan. <laughs> All right, well, let's hear another one. All right, here we go. Hey, Natasha. Hey, Moshe. Uh, I have a secret that I actually just remembered. It was from last year. Uh, it's not gross, so uh, uh, don't worry about that. <laughs> um, it has to do with my job and the holidays and a little thing people do called Secret Santa. Uh, our department was open 24-7, so three different shifts, bad communication, and someone took it upon themselves to start a secret Santa exchange where you leave a little gift on someone's desk and then they have to carry it on so-and-so through the whole department. Well, one magical day, I got gifted a Victoria's Secret squeeze of pineapple uh, lotion bottle. And I was pissed off. I didn't, uh, I didn't want to participate. Nobody asked. Uh, so I just decided not to pass on a gift. So I stopped it, and I feel really good about that. About it, um, I'm no longer at that job. Uh, that's the best part. 
Um, yeah, but uh, screw the holidays if people don't want to participate. Love the podcast. Uh, keep me entertained every week. Thank you. Now that's more like it. <laughs> that's the rat. That was harsh. Yeah, that's much more of a benign. <laughs> Have you ever participated in a secret Santa? I think I'm getting it mixed up with uh, the pink elephant or something. Right. Pink, uh, not pink elephant. Is it pink elephant? There's like something elephant. White elephant. White elephant. So secret Santa is literally you just give it to someone and you have to pass it on. I've never. I don't know what is a secret well, Santa. Well, let, I, I'm not. Exa- I'm sure this. Everyone has a different, different rules. I guess. Sure. But this passing it on, like, did she have to buy? I guess the idea is that she it, was like, you know what? Fuck this. It's like a pyramid scheme where if you don't <laughs> pass it on to seven people, then the game stop. I don't. But really did she throw it away or did she take it home? I don't know. What I did, what I do know, is that Victoria's Secret is embroiled in a very odd and very evil um, uh, labor dispute with the people of Thailand. They were in Thailand apparently, and they were uh, not paying their uh, their their employees an equi- allegedly an equitable amount and then the government of thailand stepped in and said you have to pay out restitution to your employees and then victoria's secret just boned out of the country and uh, and didn't pay anybody so squeeze a lime or not and you know me i'm a freak for lingerie you know mm-hmm. I, I natasha every night i'm like please put the moshe la- hates lingerie <laughs> but even still this is another reason not to wear lingerie um secret scent white elephant one time I was at a white elephant thing and that's where you snap, you trade, right? Yeah, for something you want more, I think. Right, and and there's only a limited amount of trades that you can do and then finally you get to keep it. I was once at a white elephant holiday party and this guy who's really unstable brought his son, <laughs> he, like his little kid, and his kid, like he didn't explain to him what white elephant was. He brought his kid into the white elephant. They start opening it up and it was, uh, somebody opened early in the game a bop it Oh. You know what a bop mm-hmm, it is? You mm-hmm. know those games? And he, he grabbed the... He opened it. That's right. He opened the bop it and was like, ooh, a bop it. Handed it to his son and was like, a bop it. Here you go. And then people kept stealing the bop it from his son. <laughs> and he was getting... He was unstable and he started screaming at them like, how could you take the bop it from my son? And we were like, how could you bring your son to the white elephant gift exchange knowing and hand it to him like he was going to be able to keep it? And he it, it almost ended in a fist fight. Oh my this God. is something you were at? This was something I was at. That was a white elephant gift exchange. I just feel like gift exchanges, I feel like we've reached or are reaching peak stuff. Uh, I hear you on that. Like, I don't want any more stuff. I'm good. No more gifts. No more gifts for me? For your- no, I want stuff from... I, I want like a nice, you know, like a cool clothing piece like Does once Ryan, a year Ryan. maybe and then experiences i would like those how about making love to the california flag no thanks but you Does, don't want junk yeah just like a junk more crap it's like oh it's just for fun you know everyone get a yeah, it's all over the house like i don't want and i'm i'm at peak stuff Atsuko, does Ryan, is he good at getting you gifts on holidays and things and your birthday and stuff? We don't do too many gifts. We're not like a big gift person. So that's a normal thing to be, to not be a big gift person. No, I'm a gift person, though, from my husband. I want to have a gift from my husband. Well, I got a gift for you, actually, this year for the holidays. It's a a friend named Chester that I found in the street. I think you're going to love him. He's got hamster eyes. (laughs) Hamster eyes. Um, Should we do one more secret? Yeah, let's do one more. Hi, Mosha. Hi, Natasha. I love you guys. <laughs> so I have a secret. I uh, 
I cannot tell my closest friends or family because they all know the person uh, who this secret is about. And I love this person so much, the most important person in my life, my 15-year-old gal. Anyway, I was fixing her bed today, and it required me to remove the bed frame and fix the uh, belts that keep it up. Anyway, removed it. Found some paper all folded up, thought I'd open it, maybe a little love note. I was totally being nosy. Shame on me. But I opened it up, and it was a very elaborate drawing of a total orgy, Mm. um, like anime characters. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't have even, like, thought of this, and... I think it'd make a really great porn, to tell you the truth, but I was very taken aback because um, I did not know that these images were going through her beautiful, precious brain, and I was a little taken aback, like I said, but I have to give it to her. It was pretty damn good as far as the drawing and the imagination and creativity go. A lot of cum. I don't know, but I definitely will not bring it up to her because that is her prerogative. It's totally normal. I draw pictures as such, not as creative and elaborate as that. But um, yeah, I just have to tell somebody because I can't tell anyone that's close to me. So why not tell you and keep it anonymous? Anyway, keep doing what you're doing. Love you guys. Bye. Oh, that is Aww. so hard being a mom. That is a real catch twenty two. You're you like can't say anything. <laughs> oh, my daughter seems like a good mom too. My daughter's such a gifted artist, specifically around bukkake, though. <laughs> Not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like she was gonna start managing her at one point. Right. She's so supportive. <laughs> She's I, a total momager. I but... wanna see a mom daughter collab. <laughs> <laughs> it's something like once she's eighteen, right? Like I think it's normal it's fine. I mean you know, Wait, but the kid's 16. I'm thinking 15. I'm thinking of myself at 15. Like, I definitely was thinking about a lot of cum-blasted uh, situations, but um, and I d- would not have wanted my mom to intercede, although she did. Yeah. I mean, how how is 15 a very aroused time for a young lady? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, my grandma walked in on me masturbating at like six and stuff. Right. You know, but she wasn't like, wow, you're so so performative you're such a great <laughs> artist like i'm you know this mom is really supportive my what, grandma what, wasn't like that what did your grandma say when she walked in she she wouldn't say anything and then she would leave and then i would continue and then she'd walk in and then at one point she was just like you can continue doing that like i know what's happening mm, you know that's supportive that's nice that's sort of my my mom walked in on me once going down on a woman and yeah. i I was fully <laughs> prone between her leg. A woman, she was not a woman. I, right. but neither, I, nor was I a man. And I was, that was I was fully prone, and I heard the door open, and I like was all the way lying down. But somehow my I u- I don't know what muscles I used, but I remember <laughs> flying through the air. Somehow I went from lying fully prone to flying <laughs> through the air over her body to cover her the the girl with the with the blanket. And then I heard as I was like hiding under the blanket, <laughs> I heard the door just kind of go. Close, and then my mom came up to me later and was like uh adjust your techniques on that wasn't no she didn't say that she said i was i'm sorry i interrupted your private time oh that's the kind of vibe that was that's did your mom cute. ever see anything weird make out with a boy or anything no nothing ever mm. 
No, I was very private. I would always just sneak out of the house. Mm, yes, yeah, but this makes me so worried for our child. Well, by the time she's fifteen, she's going to be thinking about weird shit. There's no question. You yeah, just dra- it, drawings. That's fine. I, like the mom likes her art. Yeah, but the, that's the, more than my parents. The drawings of like a guy, like ju- you know, double pen. Yeah, double penetrating a woman, and there's like you know, jizz dripping like did what? she say it was like anime or something anime so maybe she saw it and was replicating it. we don't even know if it was people it could have been like <laughs> right. creatures you know what i'm saying like, what's I better let's go what's better what do you want more out of your 15 year old do you want it to be people or do you want it to be dolphins Ooh, and maybe the cum was maybe the cum was really hard to draw or fun to draw oh yeah so she, she like kept just drawing mm-hmm. cum everywhere she's like i don't even know what that stuff is it's just the shading is difficult to get right now yeah an and artist. the texture you have to it's very 3d looking wait what is a better what's a better outcome do you want it to be people or do you want it to be animals what's better no anime no i'm saying you pick up a picture of your child's anime drawing that's pornographic as fuck do you prefer that it's a bunch of people in an orgy or do you prefer that it's like a bunch of animal creature animals so it's less like you know real what do you think Mm, i think i'd rather have people because I don't want her to like think that dog, you're supposed to like fuck a dog. Yeah. <laughs> right. You, I don't want, yeah. You can talk to her about the bears and the, the bears and the bees. All right, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like a great place to end. <laughs> bears and the bees. Atsuko. Okatsuka. Damn it. I'm sorry. No, I'm, that I'm was sorry. cool. Uh, Atsuko, you, in, you inspired me to go see this show in Vegas. Magic you should. I love the idea of this like feminist, like the like very baseline teaching women to objectify or yeah. that that could be an option totally you should i mean you let me know i'll hook you up with the tickets it's right at the stage and it's really entertaining so speaking of being really entertaining atsuka is a great stand-up comedian and very very funny on instagram and all of the other places that you get social media so follow her on all of those things go see her live also you have some stuff coming up don't you that you want to plug probably right i just i'm continuing my tour in january so yeah just otscolive.com heck yeah go see her she's one of the best one of the greatest one of the funniest and uh thank you for joining us today thank you so much for having me thank you